Hi everyone, this is Crystal B. Thanks for tuning in to Crystal B Talks. I like to emphasize that life is about living in a STEM world, which consists of science, technology, engineering, and math. And today I'm located in St. Louis, Missouri. I have a wonderful guest. She was on NBC, The Voice, season 18, and one of the top nine contestants. As we talk today, you will see how STEM plays a big role in her accomplishments. Let's welcome Joanna. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes. So Joanna, um, for the viewers who may not know much about you, what is some of the inspirations that got you into singing? Well, my mom was definitely a huge inspiration. She got me into singing just ever since I was a little kid, you know, always mm -hmm. having music playing around the house mm -hmm. and um, getting me into musical theater and just really encouraging mm -hmm. me getting into vocal lessons and stuff like that. I started when I was around six years old. So I always had her as a huge inspiration for my music. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was probably how I started out in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Cool. And like, how do you prepare yourself before a concert or a performance? Um, usually I like to prepare myself by just having a few good rehearsals and um, kind of, if it's kind of one of a bigger show, then I like to write out everything I want to say because mm. sometimes that can trip me up. I'm, I'm okay. more of like into the singing part and less than the talking part. So like you talk before, like you give a speech? Or I'll just talk about the song. I'll just say, oh, okay. hey, this song's about yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And um, kind of planning out things in my head to kind of make myself less anxious about that part. Mm. I think the more you prepare, the less it kind of um, oh. nerves you know, kind of go away. I agree with that, so. honestly. Now, I know some singers, they say they eat a potato chip before they, like, perform. Right. Because they like some soothe. Like, I'll always say, like, hey, I need some grease in my vocal cords. <laughs> we can go get, like, chicken or something. Canes is usually a go-to. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I know I know different people have different, um, I don't know, perceptions of what helps them. Um, mm -hmm. I do like greasy food, <laughs> so I'll never turn down greasy food. Do you think it helps when you sing? I think it helps, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I think staying hydrated is a really important thing, though. Water. Oh, sure. mm -hmm. um, sometimes if you're too dry, then that can, you know, affect you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have a big gallon water bottle. I don't have it with me today, but it's a big, big guy from Amazon. Mm. Do you have, like, any, like, um, kind of, like, mojo before you perform, in a way? Like, do you do, like, I know some people like do, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I I have a really strong support system, and okay. just kind of leaning into them is really helpful. Okay. Um, my boyfriend, his name's Tyler. Um, mm. Tyler Dale is his uh, stage name, but um, his name is Tyler Dale Elder, and oh. we've been together for about four years. He plays guitar in my band mm -hmm. and has just always been a huge support for me. And then his sister, his, name, her, uh, his sister's name is Kristen, mm. and she's just such a beautiful human. She's very healing, mm -hmm. and leaning into them is really helpful for me to just be able to get into the right mindset for performing mm -hmm. and just knowing, like, this is all, you know, for God and, like, just yep. for the joy of doing it and for the people who come to see it. And um, sometimes, like, as an artist and, I mean, as a human, it can be easy to get into your own head mm -hmm. about just, you know, having everybody else's opinions kind of like infiltrate the real oh, part true. of mm -hmm. what you're trying to get at. And uh, yeah, they really help ground me. So I think having a strong support system is definitely kind of my ritual or routine is just kind of praying with them, leaning into them and just kind of being with them. So uh -huh. I perform with them quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. We perform together 
I perform with Tyler as a duo, and sometimes we have Kristen sit in and we play as a trio. And then I also have a full band too, uh, six oh. piece or seven with Kristen. So, so it's yeah. called six piece. Oh no, it's it's just um, keys, bass, guitar, drums. Oh okay. Um, Tyler on guitar, yeah, two guitars, and then djembe um, with Kristen. She plays djembe. It's like a drum. Oh. So. So, also for the views who may not know, you also play the guitar. I do play the guitar, yes. Yeah. I play a little guitar and a little keyboard. Mm -hmm. uh, played trombone back in the day, high school band, you know. Uh, I haven't picked that up in a second, so I shouldn't oh. promote that. But <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to incorporate more of my, my instruments into performing. I think for a long time, I just like to let my band or Tyler kind of like do the guitar for me it's easier for me to just focus on the vocals oh, uh -huh. but instead um, of multitasking yeah but it's getting easier as I do it more and just okay. kind of trust myself more with it and cool. put myself in the situations where I can practice and oh, just yeah. do it more um, um just got two new guitars uh, I got a Martin C07 and a Martin Triple O18 and they just mm -hmm. sound so beautiful when we play them together so really so what, what what do the numbers mean I do not know <laughs> That's not a question for me. <laughs> That's a question for a guitar player. But okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they mean. So how and how do they they're sound? The, they're kind of like the are guess, they electric guitars? They're acoustics. Acoustics. Yeah, acoustics. Okay. Um, the Martin Triple O eighteen just sounds really warm. Like we used to have a Taylor, and the Taylor kind of just has a more of a tinny, like bright sound to it. Mm -hmm. So this is just definitely more of like a warm. It's just it's so easy to play, and mm -hmm. um, it was definitely a big girl purchase. Uh, so, but you know, you get what you pay for, for sure. Yes. So I know for singers, um, they voice, everybody voices different, right? And I feel like everybody could be singers. Um, but specifically with like professional singers, their voice kind of like they have, so when you sing, right? When you sing, you have two muscles that kind of vibrate together. Um, this is the science part of singing that I just wanted to mention. <laughs> And you can, like, every time you change it, go high and down, it always vibrates. So when you sing and you change your, like, pitches, how do you kind of, like, navigate with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, a lot of it comes just from listening to whatever melody you're trying to replicate. Okay. And just playing around with your voice. And, you know, mm. sometimes you land on the wrong thing and it doesn't sound right. But then you just okay. practice it and you're able to just kind of, like, try and match the pitch up to what you're listening to. Oh. And um, yeah, I think a lot of it just comes from trying to emulate the artist or whoever you're trying to mm. kind of like replicate. Okay. So, and that's how people find their voice a lot of times is like their voices are influenced by different people that they listen to. Um, so I, I don't know, my influences range so much. I started off in my early life just like listening to show tunes and Disney and oh, like yes. my mom got Disney. me really into musical theater. And mm -hmm. So I was always really into that. Oh, so you um, like Broadway? Oh, yeah. I love Broadway. Okay. Um, and then mm -hmm. middle school, high school, kind of started getting more into, like, hip-hop and R&B mm. and soul and yeah. blues. Um, but I've always, my mom always played country, too, growing up, so I just have that influence as well. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of different influences. And then when you listen to all these different voices and you pick up on the things you like, you kind of yeah. start to incorporate that into your own sound as well. Mm, so I think mm -hmm. that's just a beautiful thing about music is we're all sharing it and we're all kind of taking bits and pieces of what we like and contributing our own sound to that. So Yes, I, I, I could agree to that. And then also when you was on NBC The Voice, what type of genre of music you was like singing? I'm not sure I did it uh, probably a little bit 
Well, a little bit of everything. My first, my blind mm-hmm. audition was um, was a jazzy version of a Beatles song oh. called All My Lovin'. Um, Amy Winehouse covered it, and I kind of took some things from her arrangement of that, so it was kind of more jazzy. And then the next song I did was uh, When the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. So like, oh, I love Billie Eilish. Pop yeah. realm, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, my third song was a Bonnie Raitt tune, which is kind of like more on the oh. bluesy countryside of things, Americana, a uh, folk kind mm. of realm. And um, so I think I got a good mix of all the different genres. And then I got sing later on a little bit of Lean On Me, um, oh. and then a little James Taylor, like just a oh. good mix of everything, mm-hmm. which is definitely how I would describe my influences and my sound. Oh, I love that. You had like a different genres and different artists. Yeah, for each round. Each yeah. round. Mm-hmm. So how was it for the first round? Honestly, how was how was like your feeling? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I it was definitely the most nerve wracking thing. Um, but I would say the first one was the easiest because it just got harder from there. For <laughs> real? Um, yeah, the first one was easiest because all I had uh-huh. to do was turn one chair in order to make the next round. Okay. So I uh, I just kind of went into it with this feeling of just trusting myself, mm-hmm. and um, I practiced really really hard. So like I was just you know it was just a matter of doing it at mm-hmm. that point. Um, it really helped that, you know, the lights were off in the audience. I couldn't see anything except oh. for the four chairs, but I kind of just, like, tuned those out as well and really so just honed it like in on myself. So was it, like, a big audience? You know, oh, yeah. I played for bigger audiences. Like, oh. they make it look really big on screen. Um, but, like, I played at the Fox Theater a year, that same year, earlier in the year, and uh, and that was a way bigger audience. So, like, I think oh. that helped kind of break that ceiling for me mm-hmm. and worry less about that, I think. I did get in my head about it later yeah. on in the show, just about, you know, realizing that there are millions of people about to watch this video and oh, like yeah. that can national TV. Yeah. <laughs> and and the having mentality or little moments like that, you know, it really does affect, you know, your mentality really does affect mm-hmm. your musicality. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really like 50% skill and 50% mentality too. Mm-hmm. I feel like men- like mentality goes hand in hand with everything. everything like it, it sure. affects your work, it affects your school, mm-hmm. it affects anything that you do. So when you yeah. have like a good mindset, I feel like you could just accomplish everything. You know, totally. anything. It's very true. I could I could agree with that. So yeah, I love that. Um, so how so when you was in the top nine, like how was the competition? Like like how was it? Oh, everybody was incredible. Everybody really? was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was I I couldn't. You know, narrow it down. I think oh. I think the judges really had a hard coaches. They call coaches. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think the coaches really had a hard time you mm-hmm. know, as well. I mean, I think you know, out of our group, our group was out of forty thousand people that auditioned, and so it kind of got narrowed down to like you know some really good people. So it was <laughs> it was difficult. It was very difficult, and um, mm-hmm. I don't think I mean everyone everybody had their own sound and you know personality, and like mm. I, I don't think that it can be compared. You know, yeah. like I think it's like apples to oranges at some times and it's just like a matter of what they want for the show. So yeah. it's not a matter of people being better than one another, but just, mm-hmm. you know, what they're kind of looking for. Were you surprised you was able to make it to the top nine or you like you already knew you was going to do it? Uh, I like took every day as it came. I, I okay. mean, it was it was definitely a lot of work and uh, I, I wasn't even like... <laughs> I don't know. I thought I could make it. I thought I could go all the way, you know, mm-hmm. but by the time I did get to top nine, by the time it was over for me, I was like, phew, like, At least I'm you good. was making it to the top nine. Some people <laughs> yeah, couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I feel like it was definitely mm-hmm. a huge accomplishment. 
Mm-hmm. I still can't believe it happened. You know, it's very surreal. Yeah. Very surreal. And and how old were you when you com- like com- competed? I I was eighteen during my blind audition, and then I turned nineteen during the live rounds. So oh, it was yeah. over a span of a year. It was a very long process. Very long process. Yeah. So did you spend your senior year? So I graduated high school, and it was the year after I graduated when I went on the show. So I took a gap year before college. I mean, you had a good reason. It was a good good gap year, yeah. (laughs) I mean, and then, so, you know, it was just, it was one of those things. So it was also the year COVID hit. So I graduated in 2019, went on the show in August, or auditioned for the show in August. Mm -hmm. Took that whole span of that that year, like August, October, kind of was when I was in. Uh, LA recording they gave us the holidays home and then I came back the following year and uh, mm-hmm. came back like in January and February kind of did some recording mm. uh, but then COVID hit so everything got wow. shut down and mm-hmm. that was kind of when I decided um, you know my momentum is kind of killed here uh, so I'm gonna do some college and knock out my college degree because you know everything was shut down and I couldn't really go off and uh you know, do my gigs because mm-hmm. no one was there. So <laughs> everything shut down. I mm-hmm. just figured, you know, I might as well go do some college. I feel like so, a lot uh, of things like stop, like crowds, performances. It was a hard yeah, time. It was, it was a hard very hard time, time especially mm-hmm. for our, the music community, mm-hmm. you know, especially for people who do that solely, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very dark, you know, especially as creatives, you know, like you get yeah. your energy from giving your gifts to other people, giving your creativeness to other yes. people. And like, that was, you know, it all went online and, you know, we miss that human interaction, interaction mm-hmm. and energy and reciprocation. And yeah, it was definitely a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have like any obstacles um, from the show or just like as you performance wise? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest obstacle was just, you know, like I said, realizing I remember the moment that I realized, like, it was during my knockout round, and I was singing a Bonnie Raitt tune, uh, Angel from Montgomery, and I just looked off into the audience, and I I just, in my head, had the realization, like, millions of people are about to watch you do this, and it was just that thought alone that... While you were singing? Yeah, while I was singing. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, like, like I said, the mentality definitely Mm. affects your musicality. I felt like that wasn't my best. I mean, looking back on it, like... (laughs) I I mean I I feel like I did a fine job, but like yeah. it's just that I but can that, tell it was I can tell mm-hmm. you know my mentality was just a little like uneasy, and it's also just compounded with the fact that I had to like beat this other chick, you know, like in a knockout. <laughs> and I'm like overthinking that uh-huh. she ended up meeting me, but like I ended up getting <laughs> stolen by Blake and moving on to the next round, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember. I remember not being able to like float around the notes as easy as I wanted to, just because I had that mentality of like. You're being watched by millions of people right now. It just like, came out of nowhere. Oh no! I mean, oh, like okay. I think I think those feelings are always there. I think in the blind audition, I was able to just relax a little more because I didn't. It, it didn't matter to me as much. Like mm-hmm. I knew that I could get to the next round. Yeah. But I think I had an added pressure of just like everybody else. You know, like mm-hmm. when you're not focused on yourself, it's just so much yeah. easier to fall down because mm-hmm. you, you're caring about what other people are thinking and like yes. ultimately it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it doesn't and i remember reading a book um don't call me on this i think it was the blue ocean strategy book and they even they even mentioned that in order to be great or like as a company or as like an, an individual contributor you can't worry about 
competition because then you're going to focus solely on the wrong thing. So if you open yourself up and just be creative, mm-hmm. I think Netflix did a great job um, about this. And Marvel, they made their space like more creative. So when you open yourself up and don't worry about what the next person doing, you could see other flaws or other stuff that you can improve on. I, I, mm-hmm. I totally agree when you're focusing on what other people are doing or mm-hmm. thinking about you, then you're not yeah. focusing on you and what you're offering. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think that's that was definitely an important lesson. And I'm grateful that I had that experience, even though, mm-hmm. you know, looking back on it, I wish I would have done things differently or thought differently. Or, mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just every every performance is a lesson. Like, mm-hmm. even now, I still have moments where I'm tuning into the audience or, you know, having different things floating through my brain while I'm singing and and just always navigating, you know, through every show that I have mm-hmm. um, and growing as an artist. And it's all just kind of building in. So what type, um, I should have mentioned this earlier, so what actual type of music do you um, make? Like what genre of music? Yeah, I mean, I am really trying to get away from genre in oh, general. Okay. Um, like, I think some of the best musicians out there, you can't really box them into it. I mean, you can try and... But I mean, like, Stevie Wonder or, you know, Whitney Houston, like, Mm -hmm. or I I don't know, you can think of so many, but like, yeah, you can box them in and say their soul or, you know, Mm -hmm. I think it's just so much more beautiful, like, and you know that that's just who they are, you know, that's their music. And that's kind of what I want to build, too, is like Joanna Serenko, like, you know, there's no genre that you Mm -hmm. fit in because, like, I'm so inspired by everything, like. I'm so inspired by country, but like I don't want to be like, okay, I'm a country artist. I can only do dang like you know, like I just want to. I want to, and that's another thing too. When I work with other, like when I collaborate with my band, like I want mm-hmm. all my people to bring in all of their ideas, and it just kind of oh. forms something. Like mm-hmm. it, it's new. It's like never been done. You know, like I don't know. I feel like the whole genre is thing is kind of enclosing you in. You know, a little it bit. Is. So I. It is. But if I were to describe myself, I would say like acoustic singer-songwriter, like mm-hmm. blues, R&B, you know, something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really identify with any of those things, like mm-hmm. individually, you know. Yeah. So I think it's, I'm just like a mix of all of it. And mm-hmm. I, I hear that a lot. I hear that um, a lot in the music world. Like they don't want to like categorize themselves into like mm-hmm. one specific thing because if they want to venture out and do pop music yeah. you know and then people who thought you were this genre are going to be mad at you for doing another genre yeah. it's like that was never the agreement where <laughs> i'm an artist like i'm gonna make mm-hmm. what i love i'm an artist and, first. Yeah. yeah exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I could testify to that so getting into joanna what are some hobbies that you like to do outside of music Whew. Well, I love nature. I love um, just exploring the world. I really want to do some traveling after college. Um, another thing that we haven't talked about is nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> my mom is a nurse. My grandma was a nurse. And whenever COVID hit and I decided to go to college, like I kind of landed on nursing. It was a really long, mm-hmm. really, really long, drawn-out decision. But finally landed on nursing because I kind of – you know, I felt like I had my music community and that was something oh. that like I could go to and and I have a dog, his name's Cedar. I love taking him for walks. I and, love animals. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> Trying to think of more hobbies. Uh yeah. Um mm-hmm. I haven't gotten a lot of time to just like 
have just free time of creativeness and mm. doing you know like I love painting and art yeah. and um just any any creative outlets I'm very interested in I love so, that. Yeah. And and going back to music wise, so what is the ways that you guys like promote your music? Like is it on Apple Music yeah. or mm -hmm. um, our music is out on all streaming platforms. Oh. Uh, we always need to be doing a better job of promoting. I think that's always something mm -hmm. artists struggle with. I mean, some artists struggle with some artists are really good at it, obviously. Um <laughs> I'm the one that struggles with it, but you know, I think mm -hmm. self promotion can be difficult at times but mm -hmm. um yeah you can follow us on social media um my name is joanna serenko at joanna serenko on <laughs> all social media <laughs> i'm obviously stuck at this uh but yeah and then my boyfriend tyler's music mm -hmm. his name's tyler dale so he's on instagram at tyler dale music and he's mm -hmm. working on releasing his album as well so we're going to get that out by the end of the year mm -hmm. and um yeah and i got a really big show coming up at the city winery mm -hmm. uh, it's on november 24th so that's the day after Thanksgiving. So if you are free, yes. I'd love to see you there. It's going to be an awesome full band show. And we're going to play through my album. So play through your album. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So you incorporate um, a lot of technology into like promoting your music on like Apple Music, Spotify, mm -hmm. all the streaming platforms. Do you have, you made, have you made any music videos? I have one music video out. Um, it's from my song called Sister of Nostalgia. It's out on YouTube. It was um, produced by JT Ibanez. He did an amazing job. And uh, yeah, that's the one music video I have out. But yeah, we're going to work on getting some more out. Okay. How many songs on your album? I have 14 songs out. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a good one. Oh. Yeah, it was, I was thinking like maybe it might be too much, but it was just like my whole catalog at the time. And I was like, you know, this feels cohesive. I'm just going to yeah. release that. So mm -hmm. There's artists that make more yeah like, true. <laughs> and then i realized that i'm like all right I'm so joanna so i know you were vocal coach as well so what age ranges um do you help i've taught different ages of all ages but <laughs> <laughs> i taught all different ages but i really like teaching the kiddos okay. um i feel like i'm just really good at giving them a foundation to start with okay. um i would like to go take some classes on like the pedagogy, pedagogy, is that the right word, of, of teaching, like with, you know, the anatomy and all those things. Mm. Um, but right now I just like teaching the kids because I like giving them, you know, here's how you stand and here's where you breathe and mm. um, just kind of like giving them the idea of like where their voice is at and just being able to experiment with them and sing with them and mm. hope their favorite songs and just kind of give them like a love for learning. So I feel like it really matters like having a teacher at the young age because and like their relationship with the teacher because that kind of defines a relationship with the music too mm -hmm. like if they dread going to music class then you know so I, I like to make it real fun for them let them pick out their songs mm -hmm. and and just build their confidence I think that's something that I would have loved to like kind of I mean I had a great teacher um, um, and I loved whenever she would pour into me as far as my confidence goes because that just helps so much in the long run with mm -hmm. like believing in yourself and like I said, back to the mentality thing, mm -hmm. like when you know that you can do something, then it, it helps you do it way better, you know? Yeah. So. I also know like the smallest human interaction can like inspire you too. So just like seeing like like a, a an authority figure because you teach kids. So like kids looking up to you be like, oh my gosh, you know, and just right. see your excitement and see how like um, excited you are and into it. It makes them like mm -hmm. that way too. True. Exactly. So I could, I could testify to that. And then also when you help them like, 
do like breathing exercises like what is like the common thing all singers do like to help them breathe? yeah uh -huh. well one thing that i talk about is like whenever so i don't know if you've ever done like dance before but in dance all the air kind of goes up to the shoulders they tense it at like kind of like up here but with singing mm. you want to send all of that down so okay. like instead of tensing anything up here we want to relax it all up here mm -hmm. and tense everything at the bottom and have really strong legs have really strong diaphragm mm -hmm. and for breathing we want to breathe kind of like down in our bellies so like <sighs> as opposed to because <sighs> it's more it's shallow. different you hear no, the I hear you. right mm -hmm. so relaxing everything up here really helps um because if you're tight up here then you can't really get those notes out as easy mm -hmm. um so that's one thing i kind of teach about and then just kind of like when whenever you're singing i think a lot of people have a tendency to sing the way they talk and that's kind of like closed mouth but oh. we have to kind of really open our mouth whenever we're singing mm -hmm. like dropping your jaw really creates that resonant hall for sound and oh. uh, really helps like when you're ever trying to hit high notes or just have a stronger tone in general um really just making kind of a resonant hall in your voice i tell kids like pretend you have an apple in there like pretend you like shoved a tennis ball like in there you know oh. and it really helps them open up and helps them with their volume like a lot of kids oh. are really timid um but it helps kind of open open up a little bit so those are some of the things that we work on oh that goes into science like the anatomy of the body you know mm -hmm. there i didn't even know like the different functions of like how you breathe mm -hmm. like affect your singing affect the way you talk yeah so that's very like interesting yeah, totally you just taught me something so that's yeah, really cool totally Whenever they, uh, like, whenever they teach you in language, like, the vowels are A-E-I-O-U. Mm -hmm. When we're singing, we go A-E-I-O-U. And it really kind of drops the jaw, like, really helps with the volume. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing that we talk oh. about. What's, okay, since we're talking about that, what's another thing, like, that singers, or a method that singers do to help them enunciate words when they sing? Like, pronunciate the words? Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot, like, of warm-ups, like, uh, What's a good warm-up? Pronunciation warm-up would be mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Like really working oh, on that. that's like a tongue twister. Yeah, it's a little tongue twister. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather. Um, oh. Those are always fun. Just kind of help with like just working with like uh, just playing with it. You know, like a lot of it is experimentation. And like mm. you just mess up. And then when you mess up, then you learn from it. And you're like, oh, well, that's not how that sounds. Like I should do it like this. So I think just like a huge part of it is just creating a space for people to like make those mistakes and learn from them and like that's how you grow. So creating a space for that because I think, you know, you don't always want to do that. You always want to, you always strive for perfection Yeah. and it, it's always like, oh, I don't want to do that because I don't want to mess up. No, it's like mess up. This is your living room. Like just make, make the mistake. Be loud and proud. <laughs> you know, so I, I just want to... Um, create space for people to do that because mm -hmm. that's the only way you learn that's by only making mistakes yeah that's mm -hmm. a life lesson that's a gem right there it is yes yes because <laughs> yes, yes. one thing that i that i learned is that people could tell you their mistakes you could like watch what happened to a person if like they make a wrong decision but you probably would never get it until it happens to you yeah you know what i'm saying then you'd be like and now it's like embedded in your brain now like okay mm-hmm I learned from this, you know, I, it happened to me once, it ain't gonna happen again, you know what I'm saying? So that that is yeah. a good gym right there. What can the viewers um, expect from you music-wise coming up? Hmm, well, um, so I've got my full-length album out on all streaming platforms. It's mm -hmm. Best of Me. 
Um, you can go check that out. I am currently like in the midst of writing oh, right now, so okay. I'm not really releasing anything quite yet. Um, but I'll probably get to that phase next year, early next year, um, and just doing some writing here and there, but nothing that's ready to be out yet. Love so you can continue okay. to support me by listening to the music that is out, um, by coming to my show on November 24th at the City Winery. And uh, yeah, hope to see you there. Hope to see you at all future yes. events. Yes. And remember, it's the City Winery in St. Louis, Missouri. So. Yes. Be on a lookout there are for many that. city wineries, but the one in St. Louis, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, thanks, Joanna, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And remember, everyone, if you're trying to find ways to better your lifestyle, you can use different forms of science, technology, engineering, and math. And no matter what your occupation is in life, no matter if you're a driver, an athlete, or a singer, you can always use the STEM formula to better your lifestyle and to be the best version of yourself. Bye, everybody. See you in the next episode. You were in my dream last night For the first time in a long time If I'm being honest I was surprised to see you